in the gospel today, the healing of the withered hand. There's one important thing about all of these gospel passages about the Sabbath, about Jesus doing some sort of work on the Sabbath, is that it's always appropriate for salvation. On any day of the week, it is always appropriate to save. And that's what Jesus is trying to show people. It's like there's never a time where it would be inappropriate for the salvation of somebody. Their life, but more than that, their soul, their everlasting soul, that's the thing that he's after. It's always appropriate to save. Not this nitpickiness that gets caught up of the religious leaders of the day. It's always appropriate for salvation. And so he makes that point abundantly clear. I've mentioned before that most of the time, the people that Jesus heals are the people that come to him. But notice in this particular passage that he specifically seeks somebody out on purpose because he's making a very strong point amongst the religious leaders of the day. It's kind of an, an amazing point. Um, I was just having a, a, a little discussion with Deacon uh, Chuck back in the sacristy, and one of the things that we were talking about was, maybe I have to be further away from that, anybody? Sometimes I hear the feedback here. Let's just go here. I don't want you guys to have to listen to feedback all day. Um, but one of the things that we were discussing Oh gosh, was just the holiness uh, of us all and just the requirement to, to return to God and that there's kind of a simplicity in that and a simplicity in, in prayer. We tend to be the ones that sort of um, like to overcomplicate these things oftentimes. And I, I just saw the Fatima movie that was just released. I don't know if many of you or anybody has seen it yet. It's kind of expensive to rent right now. I think it's like $20 to rent at the moment. But I was like, well, if there's any movie worth paying that for, I think it would be about that topic. And one of the amazing things about the Fatima story, I remember when I first read the book, it really inspired me as a young man to pray and, and to sacrifice and to fast and to do the traditional things that the church has always asked us to do to save souls and to make reparation for things that we've done wrong in this world. I remember reading that book, and I was so inspired by that. And I had that same exact feeling when I watched the movie this time, too. Just when, when Mary is just simply asking the children, you know, you must continue to pray. And most of the time, she doesn't really give them these really, really specific directions. And, and you know, and of course, the, the mother is initially sort of mad at her, like many other people are mad at the, the, the religious leaders of the day. Nobody believes them, and so they're somewhat persecuted for it. But then there's a point that seems like a turning point where uh, Lucia's out in front of the house, and a bunch of faithful come outside, outside of the house, and they ask to pray with her. And you can see kind of her mother, something sort of changes for her at that moment when she sees basically her daughter leading people in prayer. And it wasn't some complicated, crazy prayer. It was, again, it was simply the rosary. Our Lady of the Rosary was the one who appeared. And it's just those simple, repetitive prayers. But remember, in some sense, they're anything but simple. They contain the mysteries of the life of Jesus Christ. 
within them. That's what we meditate upon when we're praying the rosary. And, you know, just an example of this, right before we walked out, I had noticed the communion at Devon, and I had commented to, to the fellows behind me about it. I said, oh, this reminds me of a funny story in seminary. It was like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul thirsts for you, O Lord. And so we were in a, a conference, a formation conference, which were Thursday nights at the North American College, and my spiritual director happened to be giving the conference. And, and he was talking about us praying, making our holy hours and stuff. And we're sitting there and we're trying so hard to pray. <laughs> you know, we're trying, 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 like sitting there focusing in kind of a Lexio Divina sort of way, focusing. My soul thirsts for you, oh God, like, like the deer that yearns for running stream, my soul thirsts. I remember one time I went hunting with my dad and we were hunting for deer and there was a stream there. And they were like, no, 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 Lord, my, my soul thirsts for you. And just this, this pinball kind of brain that we all have that can just focus on so many tasks, you know, somebody or some, you know, you might be thinking of your to-do list right now. But, you know, in the end, it's just like to recite the rosary, it doesn't have to be complicated. Our prayer never has to be complicated. And any of the apparitions of Mary, she's never asked for complicated things, but she's asked for what we heard in that first reading. The thing that St. Paul recognizes in Corinth and Greece is that there is immorality everywhere there, you know, gross immorality, and that we have to purge our souls. We have to repent of the things that we do wrong. And so instead of focusing so much on the judgment of our brothers and the sisters, we have to focus the most on our own repentance, our, our own need to be saved, our own forgiveness that we need to receive from God. We have to continue working on the things that really are our great difficulties, our near occasions of sin. And Mary always just asks for that, repentance and prayer. A very, very, very simple, simple requests. But we tend to overcomplicate them and try to think that like, oh, I, I really got to concentrate on this deer yearning for running streams. <laughs> it's just like, no, you let the Lord do the work. And if all you need to do, if all you can muster is a repetition of the Hail Mary, oh my gosh, like, should we all be so blessed if we could pray the Hail Mary constantly the rest of our lives? But let's not overcomplicate our life, but do purge those things, those sins in our life that we need to get rid of those things that, that kind of drag us down and pull us down into the pit. So we continue to confess our sins, to ask for repentance, and to continue to go back to God. And that's, that's the lesson that we learn, not, not to over overcomplicate things. So you know, on this Labor Day, um, work the hardest for your salvation. The other stuff um, doesn't matter so much. But just like the example of Jesus— salvation, working for salvation is always appropriate, no matter the day. God bless you all.